You're listening to the Brook Snow Podcast, conversations to help you look forward with faith, faith in yourself, faith in God, and faith in your own mission and purpose. I'm your host, Brooke Snow. You have season two, episode 54. Afterward, who builds your identity? Welcome to season two of the Brooke Snow Podcast. This season is breaking from tradition in an exciting way. After some lovely negotiation, I received permission from my publisher to publish the audio of my book, Living in Your True Identity, Discover, Embrace, and Develop Your Own Divine Nature as podcast episodes. Now, right now, this is a tentative experiment. These episodes may not always be here, so I encourage you to listen while you can. My book is some of my best work, and while I do love my regular podcasts, they're more of a random selection of topics. The book, however, moves progressively, continually building on a theme and leading you through a process. Each week, I'll release the next chapter. If you like what you hear, please consider purchasing the book for yourself or someone else that you know would really benefit from the message. You can pick up a hard copy or Kindle version on Amazon, and I'll provide the link for you to do that in the show notes of this episode. Today, you have the afterword, who builds your identity? Who builds your identity? Today, my worth and identity are no longer dependent on outside validation and approval. Does this mean I no longer struggle? (laughs) During the period of writing this book, I simultaneously experienced the distraction of the false identity telling stories and whispering deception. You're not smart enough to write a book. Everyone already knows this stuff. I renewed my social media fast for four months and counting in order to quiet the false identity enough to finish this book. It seems that stepping outside your comfort zone is a big trigger to the voice of discouragement. Yes, I still have two wolves inside. Yet, having tools and knowing the truth of who I really am has allowed me to distinctively know the difference between the two. I try valiantly to daily nourish myself in self-care and empowerment tools, while also quieting my false identity through clearing tools. I work at this every day, and my identity feels the difference. While the false identity is still there, it is weaker from not being fed regularly. One early morning during this book writing period, I had a dream. I stood on a beautiful beach and a trusted figure appeared to me, inviting me to follow her. She motioned towards a door seemingly hidden in the cavity of a cliff nearby. Pushing aside overgrown vines, she pulled on the rusted metal ring and the door squeaked open with hesitation from years of neglect. As we both stepped inside, a cave-like tunnel stretched before us, and I could see light in the distance, leading to the world on the other side. She walked ahead of me, leading the way in confident silence, eyes fixed on the light. Immediately, I became aware of thousands of little eyes staring down at me from the ceiling and the sides of the tunnel. And I began to make out the details of scrawny, tiny gremlins reaching out towards me with their shriveled arms as they clung to the dark, moist earth of the tunnel. Somehow, 
I understood that they could not hurt me or touch me unless I allowed them to. I felt their presence and I shuddered onward as I focused instead upon the light ahead. In great relief, we reached the other side and I stepped out to see a vast expanse of a mountainous valley and a majestic city nestled in the safety of the valley floor. I longed to go there, but my guide led me instead to a nearby bluff covered in black ash, vacant of any vegetation or life. There stood a ramshackle house, old and dilapidated. I reached for the door handle and opened it to step inside. Instantly, the house collapsed to the earth, each board creating a cloud of dust and debris in the sudden crash. With pieces of the house now at my feet, I could see another house next door. I walked to the next house, also rickety and poorly built. I approached the door to step inside, but it instantly turned to sand, losing its form into piles of dust on the ground. Another house appeared next. I reached out to open the door, but the house vanished into thin air. Another house remained, but before I could even touch it, it burst into violent flames. Now, at this point, I was feeling rather discouraged and irritable. There was a growing need inside me to find a home. I looked about, and I caught sight of a beautiful home in the distance. It was perched precariously atop a tall, skinny mountain. I instantly found myself inside. The views out the window overlooked the valley and ocean in the distance. The home was built to shiny perfection a stark contrast to the weak old homes that self-destructed in moments. As much as I wanted to stay here, I feared moving and walking about would tip the house to its demise off of the Dr. Seuss-like precipice it was now balanced upon. With no suitable house, I retreated back to an open field and embraced the safety of solid ground and open space. After I awoke... The vivid scenes remained clearly in my mind, coupled with a desire to discern what it could mean. As I reflected and prayed for an interpretation, awareness unveiled in my mind. I saw the adversarial gremlins that reach out to the false identity, preoccupying it and preventing it from reaching the light. I saw each house as an identity I could live within whether it was an identity of weakness or an identity of shiny perfection atop a pedestal, none were safe or lasting. Moments after praying for understanding, I stumbled upon a quote from C.S. Lewis that felt like a crowning jewel of insight. He says, Imagine yourself as a living house. God comes in to rebuild that house. At first, perhaps you can understand what he is doing. He's getting the drains right and stopping the leaks in the roof and so on. You knew that those jobs needed doing and so you're not surprised. But presently, he starts knocking the house about in a way that hurts abominably and does not seem to make sense. What on earth is he up to? The explanation is that he is building quite a different house from the one you thought of. Throwing out a new wing here, putting on an extra floor there, 
running up towers, making courtyards. You thought you're going to be made into a decent little cottage, but he is building a palace. He intends to come and live in it himself. Close quote. I am reminded again and again that God can make me far better than I can make myself. How many times have I tried to build my own identity? How often have I searched for a better house? Yet, when I finally let go of my own plans and allow the Lord to build me instead, trusting his vision and intention, I am awed at the resulting creation. It is more beautiful than anything I could imagine. I hope you enjoyed the afterword from my book, Living in Your True Identity, Discover, Embrace, and Develop Your Own Divine Nature. It has been an absolute pleasure to share all these chapters with you by reading them aloud myself. I hope the tools and messages shared with you help you in your own journey to live in your true identity. This message, while inspiring, is only effective when practiced, and it takes practice. Do you listen to this book and you love what you hear, but you wonder where to start? Do you wonder how to actively practice these ideas in your own life? I invite you to take my Christian Meditation 40-Day Challenge course. Meditation is my most important practice of the day. It's also my number one way to help me live in my true self. This one habit has changed my life. It's small and simple, but it reaps incredible rewards. But the key is consistency. That's why I love that this is a 40-day challenge. The challenge is to do it for 40 consecutive days. Starting a new habit and even more so being consistent with it can be tricky. This is why I offer every student a free buddy pass, allowing you to handpick your own friend or family member to take the course with you. You get your own accountability partner and you both do the challenge together. Two people start a new empowering practice instead of just one. If this is calling out to you, I invite you to register at the link in the show notes or you can find it on my website at brooksnow.com. You can do this. You are worthy. You are whole. I am cheering you on.